Welcome to the Inside Data Center podcast. I'm Andy Davis, and in this podcast, I will interview the people working in the data center sector and tell their stories. If you are working in the DC sector or you are looking to work in the sector, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to the Inside Data Center podcast. Today, I'm joined by Rob Flegging, CEO of Nautilus Data Technologies. Good morning for you, Rob. Good morning. <laughs> Thanks for coming on today. Obviously, really keen to discuss the latest news. We've got some breaking news that we want to share with everyone about yourself and also about Nautilus. Also, find out a bit more about yourself and, and your career in the data center sector. Before we start, do you just want to give a quick introduction of who you are and you know how you got to where you are today? Uh, certainly. Uh, Rob Flegging, uh, been the president uh, of Nautilus Data Technology for the previous two and a half years and just recently slipped into the CEO and president role as our our uh, departing CEO has been uh, been promoted to chairman of our board. So couldn't be, be happier about that. Uh, professional career really started in the, the military. I was a U.S. Marine half a lifetime ago, as my lovely wife puts it, 50 pounds ago, and I think she's being generous. Um Post Marine Corps, I returned to college and completed my mechanical engineering degree, which which really got me, uh, you know, the skills that I needed to move into this sector. Uh, and quite by accident, I found my way to what in those days was the standalone uh, company that was APC. Uh, APC had just acquired Airflow, if memory serves, uh, with the intent of expanding its business into the cooling sector, which was was uh, was really my key focus as an engineer. Um, I was one of their first engineering managers tasked with standing up a development team and creating cooling products of various type and size, some of which still exist today. It was a very rewarding experience. I look back fondly at it. Um, over the next decade or so, um, I, I, uh, I would say, uh, based on you know my, my ability to move around in those days in the smaller company, small $2 billion company, APC, I saw most aspects of the business from post uh, post engineering technical sales enterprise sales uh, uh, up until about the point in time we sold the company to Schneider Electric um, I I spent the next better part of the decade um, out in the enterprise space uh, enterprise and co-location space as an owner operator whether it be enterprise uh, through Mercy Health or as a co-location provider at CenturyLink uh, and then full circle on my career, I came back to the infrastructure space. Uh, prior to Nautilus, I spent uh, roughly five years with Vertiv post the acquisition from Emerson Network Power um, as the senior vice president of global solutions, which really meant bringing you know, multiple products together in an offering up to and including full facility deployments. Uh, again, another great experience. So I, I think I'm unique in the, the respect that I've seen just about every angle of this business at, at one time or another. Yeah, one point I just want to ask, and I always ask people this if they're from your background, but we see a lot of ex-military, ex-forces in the data center sector, and it's you know it's it's commonly known and well known that you make great talent in this sector. So I just wanted your views on why you think it is that people from your background are so successful in the data center sector. Um, no, I agree. Um, you know, it's um, it, it's hard to be generic. I can just speak personally, but um, very process oriented. Um, you know, for instance. Uh, you know, not not to give kudos to uh, to one particular entity, but I will tell you that I love uh, had great experience with uh, the Navy nuclear program. They, um, I think, uh, every data center operator out there on the planet uh, knows about them and seeks those folks out. But that's a great example of a of a tech of a uh, career that dovetails well into the industry. But um, adaptive ability to to handle you know a dynamic environment. 
um, you know, all, all things that I think are, are core to most military operations, but uh, um, serve well out in the data center space. And let's face it, it's uh, it is critical infrastructure. So uptime matters. So, uh, you know, that, that mission sense of mission uh, and operations is key. No, exactly. And like you say, you know, we see we see you all over the industry and, and, and hear different stories of people that have followed a, a similar path. And, and, you know, and exactly everyone says a similar type answer that it's about the process and that um, ability to work in a critical environment. You know, and I think somebody said once, you know, you'll never get under more pressure than than if you're in a war zone. So a data center is not much pressure to, to guys like yourself. I'll, I'll, I'll let you I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Exactly. Obviously, the reason we got you on today is to talk about Nautilus. You know, Nautilus is always a company that, that gains a lot of interest because of what you do and how you're trying to change the, you know, the way that, that data centers work, basically. And it's, it's, a, it's a great topic that we like to cover. I've had James on before and Patrick on before, and, and I know that a lot's been happening recently. So first question, obviously, you've recently stepped into your new role, um, which it must be exciting times for yourself. So just wonder what what really excites you about your new position, and you know what challenges are you looking forward to? Yeah, it um, it allows me, to my mind, to bring together not only my education but all of my experiences, you know, that I just spoke of, and I mean all of them, uh, to to lead a company that, in my opinion, is best equipped to uh, to drive in a meaningful way change in the industry. I mean, specifically, uh, you know, speed the market, but but in a very sustainable way, all, all no less, of course, while, while reducing both capital and operating costs. But, uh, and, and as I stated, I, I don't, I don't consider a common path, but um, I think it a bit, it's a bit unique that uh, I've been able to touch about every angle of the business that there is. And for, for uh, in this particular role, it, it's going to benefit me well. Yeah, definitely. And what, what do you think that will bring to the, to your role, you know, obviously, like you say, you have you have worked in that cross sector, I guess, of, of the industry. So, why do you think that's going to be so valuable now that you're in that sort of overriding CEO position? Well, it's look, looking in both directions. One, I certainly understand uh, our customers um, because I've I've been in those seats before, but I also understand the the, the constraints uh, of our of our providers of infrastructure. You know, from uh, from UPSs to uh, you know to switch gear to what have you. So I, I think I, I fully understand and can appreciate um, what their restrictions or limitations might be, and, and as a result, be able to uh, to adjust our business. Yeah, definitely. And do you find that that helps with your customer relationships? Like you say, the fact that you've got that understanding, you're able to have those conversations with the customers, which is obviously critical in this industry. Absolutely. There's a, you know, misery loves company as, as they say. So if you can, if you can share those common uh, experiences and, and certainly understand where those customers are coming from, you put yourself in their seat. Uh, it's uh, without question, it adds some, uh, adds some value or some credence to your, to your conversations. Uh, definitely. And obviously with Nautilus having that real focus on sustainability as a, as a, as an organization, you you that's, kind of what you do trying to change that element of of the sector again that understanding of how products and systems work and how that can benefit the customer is i guess critical again when you're having those conversations it absolutely is but obviously nautilus as, a, as an organization's had a you know you always seem to be busy and i know most of us in the data center sector are, and there's always a lot going on so I thought we'd use the opportunity just to, if you've got a bit of an overview of, of the business at the moment, what's happening, what, you know, what you've been up to over the last 12 months. Sure. Uh, it's been a, it's been a 
fantastic 12 months. We've uh, we fully validated the technology uh, through commissioning uh, and, and onboarding of, uh, of some great commercial customers uh, over the last 12 months. Uh, we're, we're ready to scale and set to deliver the technology and services through our, our third turnkey offering throughout the world. Uh, but, you know, but, but let's face it, timing is key. I mean, it's a key factor to success, uh, certainly of emerging companies and technologies. You know, so with that in mind, you know, if you look at all the stories of late about uh, drought and climate change, um, I think I think the time is now and, and perfect for Nautilus technology to be deployed. I mean, uh, you know, from my perspective, why would anyone build another data center that consumes water you know, after we've proven that you don't have to, certainly given uh, given what we're seeing going on in the world? To me, that's uh, synonymous with going backwards and replacing all the LED bulbs in your house with incandescent ones at this point in time. It just uh, uh, believe the time is now, and Nautilus is the technology for that. So it's been it's been a great twelve months to validate all that. Expand on that point. You know, the climate has become. I know it's always big news, but it's obviously bigger news at the moment. But have you found that that has meant more customers are now coming to you and and having the conversations that maybe you weren't having twelve months ago? It, it really has. Uh, um, Companies, uh, you know, go out and look at just about any company's website, and uh, sustainability is a is a is a key metric that they that they uh, uh, monitor and, and in some cases uh, strongly adhere to. I mean, look at the number of Fortune companies that are now have chief sustainability officers, uh, and, and if we go back uh, as little as five years, you wouldn't have seen that. Uh, definitely, and, and geographically, I know Nautilus again has this kind of spread. It's looking, as you said, it's looking globally now. Have you got? Kind of plans to move into other regions, or if you, or I, you know, what territories are you in, and where are you looking at at the moment? Absolutely, we uh, we have a robust and mature site development process as part of our offering, and uh, we are actively developing and, and have progressed quite well on on three continents currently. Um, sorry to be a little cryptic, but uh, you know, customer requirement requirements are, are are such that we can't be more specific at this point in time. But uh, uh, I can certainly tell you in Asia and Asia. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, four continents: EMEA, Asia, and and Australia, as well uh, as North America. Exactly, and I, and I guess like you say, now you've kind of proved the technology. And I, I remember having this conversation with with James whenever it was eighteen months, two years ago, about how you kind of need that. Um, you need that testimonial, so to speak. You need that example, that proof of work to be able to say, look, it does work. And obviously you've got your Stockton data center, et cetera, to say, we are doing it. It's an operational facility. You know, it, it's not a technology anymore, although it is, it is actually a product and an offering. It, it absolutely is in uh, in some of the, uh, and, and by the way, it's in some of the toughest environments. Uh, if you look at the temperature in Stockton, California this last week, uh, um, I would not want to be operating an air-cooled data center in that environment. I, I think, uh, I didn't look at the last couple of days, but I think it was queued up to be 114 or 13F uh, on at least one or two of the days. So proven in a, a pretty difficult environment and also one that's uh, highly regulated. You know, California is... Uh, um, has a is tight regulation space, so we've been able to prove that technology uh, works in, in in places where it's even more meaningful than others. Uh, definitely, and, and again, look, when you think about the climate and you consider that angle, that's even more beneficial now, isn't it? When everyone's looking, you know, even in the UK, not renowned for its sunshine. Let's be honest, you know, we hit we hit forty degrees this year, which is unheard of for us, and that's going to continue across the globe, which means products like yourselves become even more important. You, you and France had hit some uh, milestones, if if uh, if I read the news correctly. Yeah, exactly. It does get warm here sometimes. And obviously, another point, we're on Stockton, you know, another 
element of news that we know is being released uh, imminently is obviously you've secured a new customer for your Stockton data center. I just wanted to give us that news and, and share how that one came about. Uh, we have. Uh, there have been several, but I believe you're referring to Backblaze. Uh, we're we're very excited to, that Backblaze has chosen Nautilus uh, to deploy deploy their um, uh, their recent block of capacity uh, and continue to look at us for more capacity. Um, I think uh, I think uh, actually the release of that story is imminent. <laughs> now that I think of it, um, so yeah, uh, Backblaze is a publicly traded company that. Um, uh, is a, a data storage um, uh, company. And touching on what we've already talked about, what was it that attracted them to Nautilus? Um, really would love for uh, you to ask Backblaze that question, but uh, looking at the the announcement that uh, is, is imminent uh, and comments by their CEO, Gleb, Gleb Budman, sustainability was a, was a key factor in their decision. Um, but let's face it, without, uh, you know, without attractive, uh, um, you know, operating expenses, you know, their total cost of ownership being in line with what they wanted it to be uh, and the table stakes of uh, availability and reliability, you know, it wouldn't have come. But, uh, uh, but uh, sustainability was certainly the key factor. Uh, exactly. And, and like we said, you know, that's kind of what drives you as an organization, isn't it? So it's great that that is paying off for you with, with some great customers. Obviously, there's a lot going on, and you know we've, we've covered quite a lot of, of news already in a short short space of time. But what's the future look like for for yourself, and I guess in your new role, and also Nautilus Data Technologies? You know, what what's next for you? Um, yeah, I would say we've got a very bright future. It's uh, you know uh, if if our if our previous uh, eighteen to twenty four months has been any indication, it'll be uh, fast and furious. Uh, I would say stay tuned. Uh, based on you know detailed conversations that we're having with major players. Who are looking to deploy this technology? I'm I'm led to strongly believe it will become a de facto data center technology standard. Certainly for those that sustainability is uh, is of importance. Yeah, it's interesting because a lot of the CEOs of operators that, that I might have on this podcast or, or people within those kind of that level of role, uh, sustainability is always a key challenge, isn't it? And it and they're all talking about what the future of data center looks like, you know, what, what does it look like? What standards are we going to be working to? What regulation is going to come in and change the industry? And, and I guess that's quite aligned with, with Nautilus and, and what you're doing, trying to create that standardization of a, of water usage, basically a standardized product that, as you say, doesn't waste water, you know, is, is reusing the water. So I guess that's where you'd like to get to long-term, isn't it? That you're the product that is the go-to for the sector. Absolutely, the, the technology that would be deployed. Um, again, it's you know I, I use the analogy of why would we go back and, and go back to using incandescent light bulbs? We've already we've already proven you know uh, the advantages of things like LEDs. What about the role itself for you? you know, what are you most excited about? And we're looking forward to in, in your role over the next few. Well, it's going to feel probably the next month's probably going to be crazy for you. So over the next month, um, yeah, it's. it's um, you know, as, as having been the president for two and a half years, it, it won't change dramatically. It's certainly in the short term, um, but it's, uh, you know, continued um, um, work with uh, our, our VP of marketing, who's on the call, Ashley Sturm, uh, to, you know, to formally uh, re- release the offering to the public, um, but also continue the, the, again, the conversations we're having with um we call them super users, which 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 is a phrase I think maybe we have internally. That's a combination of 
what people might consider hyperscalers and large colo providers and large large enterprise um, to kind of have those conversations about uh, how to deploy the technology uh, on scale in, in multiple geographies. It's going to be, be hectic, but we're looking forward to the challenge and looking for, very much looking forward to the, the positive outcomes. Definitely. Some exciting times for yourself and obviously the organization. Before we let you go, there's just a couple of questions that I ask everyone on the on the pod, and I'm interested to hear your views really on, on what's happening in the sector. So is there anything, and it could be related to Nautilus, but is there anything you think is going to come into the industry over the next 12 months that's going to have quite a dramatic shift or, or anything you've got your eye on from a trend perspective? Um, we, yeah, this one was, uh, um, this one's easy. Um, because all you have to do is look at the last, you know, six months and think how how many more things could yet impact this industry. You know, we've got um, restrictions in power availability, restrictions in water availability. Could the global supply chain uh, be more diverse right now? Uh, the constraints are just, you know, you know uh, vast. Uh, those are all of those are driving, you know, lead times and cost increases. Uh, the industry certainly has to has to be impacted. Uh, we see municipalities and, frankly, countries that are already saying no traditional build models or putting moratoriums in place. So, frankly, the industry just has to evolve. Uh, and that evolution is going to have to involve things like uh, the ability to uh, to you know adjust from a rapid deployment perspective, be diverse in terms of its supply chain, but absolutely uh, react to sustainability requirements that are um, that are certainly required by municipalities and, and in fact countries uh, but ones that uh, i think the publics and consumers are going to uh, demand going forward yeah definitely and i think one of the questions that, again the conversations i have quite a lot is when the regulation is coming isn't it it's it's governments are becoming more involved they become their eyes are on the sector now so we kind of want to drive that we want to change it rather than be told what what needs to happen yeah, I think I went out on a limb, Ashley, correct me if I'm wrong, better part of a year ago. And I think the the, the key comment at the at the title of a of a discussion I had was um, regulate yourself or be regulated uh, because it's it's going to happen. And, and hopefully the industry recognizes that uh, and doesn't uh, doesn't force uh, you know, dramatic change. All we have to do is look at uh, I think Amsterdam just came out of a moratorium. Singapore is looking to exit one. Ireland is uh, is, um, you know struggling with what the outcome is going to be but in the midst of one and we're seeing you know certainly in the u.s municipalities that are uh, that are saying no or saying at least hitting the pause button so uh, hopefully the industry has its ability to self-regulate and get out in front of it rather than force uh, you know independent regulation in, in different regions yeah definitely totally agree and, and that is kind of the conversation i'm having with most people at the moment so i think it's definitely a unified agreement it's just now a case of doing it isn't it implementing it Final question before I let you go. I know you're a very busy man. You've had a very busy week already and it's uh, only Wednesday. So <laughs> if you could give one piece of advice to anyone looking to work in the data center sector, what would it be? Um, roll up your trousers and wade in. Uh, it is, uh, it's a great industry. Uh, it's a, it's a unbelievable sector at, and I think one of its most transformative times um, it's um you know, as as any any technologist who who really wants an exciting, fast paced, uh, um, you know, very dynamic uh, career, there's there's so many different things you can do in this space. Um, I, I I hearken to think there's a there's a tech a, a skill set that you possess that wouldn't be of value to the industry. So, um, 
I, I would hope anyone who's uh, who's interested would 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 come in. It's uh, it's an industry that, unfortunately, you know, we uh, don't have an education, um, at least in the U.S., an education process out there for you know degree degrees for this particular industry. So you're somewhat self-made or self-educated once you have some core skills to come in. So come on in, it's a, welcome. No, exactly. And all great points. The education piece is definitely something that needs to improve. You know, there is no specific path into this sector, but but equally, the the point you made about there's a role for everybody, it's something I'm always quite keen to highlight. You don't have to be an engineer to be successful in the data center sector, which is a misconception from the outside. So thanks for raising that point. And I think it will, hopefully that will definitely help some more people come into the world of data centers. Thanks for your time, Rob. It was great to obviously discuss it. I know that, as I say, you're very busy. You obviously just changed role. It's uh, exciting times for yourself and Nautilus, but appreciate your time. I'm sure you're happy if anyone, any of the listeners have got any questions, kind of reach out to you directly. Absolutely. Uh, we, we would love to uh, have any conversation. We, uh, we're, we're extremely proud and excited about the technology and uh, anyone that wants to, uh, to delve in, we'd be more than happy to. Uh, definitely. And if anyone, you know, reach out to myself and I'll put you in contact as well. But thanks very much for your time, Rob. We'll catch up again in the future and, and, and all the best in the new role. Thank you. My pleasure.